And incidentally, I'm talking about getting out of your comfort zone this morning. I'm just going to go over here <clears throat> just to help you get out of your comfort zone. Um, Jesus, uh, this was, this, memory took Peter's boat. We're talking about this this morning. Is this going to flip over if I stand on the side of it? No, there we go. How's that? And uh, I just thought I'd stand here for the beginning of my message this morning, just for the fun of it. And uh, I just want to read this. <clears throat> and I thought this would be the perfect spot to read it from as they direct a light or two on me. Luke chapter five, just so you can see online, welcome wherever you are in the world. Welcome, welcome everybody here. It's great to be with you. Huge thank you to those who helped in the working bee yesterday. A huge thank you. You guys don't realize how much that helps us when you come down here. And we just got so much done. Yeah, I love you guys. Thank you so much. We love you too. Hey, Luke chapter five, here we go. So it was as the multitude, here you are, pressed about him to hear the word of God. <clears throat> excuse me, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and he saw two boats. We've only got one today. Standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and they were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon Peter's. That's exactly what I've done this morning, actually. This boat belongs to Phil. And uh, so it's not actually Simon, but Phil's boat. He got into Phil's boat and asked him to put out a little bit from the land. And he sat down. Very interesting, isn't it? Jesus often sat down while he taught. Most of the times Jesus taught, he's chilled out. Nothing religious about it. We've gone so Greek and we're all religious and we sit in rows and we have monologue, no dialogue. That's why we're praying this morning. Jesus was into the cool. And so it says he sat down and I love it. And uh, he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And I, that's, our, that's our theme right now for Visions Builder Sunday, is launch out into the deep and let down your nets for the catch. There's nothing like getting out of the comfort zone. And I'm leading the way this morning, okay? Get out of your comfort zone. Get into God's space, which is definitely uncomfortable most of the time. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we've toiled all night and caught nothing. Anybody been there? Gone all night, caught nothing. Nevertheless, is what I, I love these two verses. Master, we've toiled all night and caught nothing at all. And there would have been a space there. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. That's called in, in Christian terms, biblical terms, that's just called obedience. If God says it, let's do it. That's why I asked you to pray this week about God, what, what, how should we get involved in Vision Builders? How much should we give as a family? Where should we go here? Because we can make a petition to God and He talks to us. God speaks to you. I think if we pray, God will always come through and we will hear His voice. Nevertheless, at your word, we're going to let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat. Another very important part of my message today. They sing, signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they filled both boats so that they began to sink. 
When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me, O Lord, for I am a sinful man. That's an interesting point, isn't it? Here's Peter, Simon, sorry, at this stage, not yet a committed follower of Christ. But here he is, recognises he's not even in the place where he consider himself worthy. And yet he became an incredible catalyst and a miracle. So many people looking at their lives and saying, I don't know whether I should participate. I don't know whether I'm really a part and I don't know whether I'm worthy. But here's Simon, an unworthy man, says, God, I'm going to participate and be a catalyst to a great miracle. I want to declare over this place today, there are people here right now who will be incredible parts of God's miracle kingdom that's happening in this time. And then it finishes, he says this, for he and all who were with him were astonished at the great catch of fish which they had taken. Give the Lord a big hand clap for that. Thank you very much for your music, guys. You guys can relax for a moment. Thank you very much. And I just want to give you a few points on that this morning. Uh, stir your faith a little bit. But I think that's one of the great stories. In John 21, there's another story very similar. There's these two stories, okay, about catching fish, not catching fish, and about miracles happening. One in John, John 21, it's recorded in the book of John 21. It talks about how they had once again caught nothing. This was after the crucifixion. This was after when Jesus uh, had gone to the cross and, and Peter was then, Simon Peter, he was like, man alive, Jesus is gone, let's go back to fishing. And so he says to the guys, well, I don't know about you guys, it's all over now. Jesus is gone, let's go back to fishing. And so he took some guys and they go out fishing, once again caught nothing. Without Jesus in your world, without the cause of Christ in your world, it's often empty, okay? And I meet thousands of people. I met a person this week who's living just a most extraordinarily empty life got lots of resource, lots of stuff in their life, but no reality with Christ. I want to tell you, Jesus is the answer, friends. Amen. Jesus is the answer. We can talk about vision all we like, but Jesus is the answer at the end of the day. A lot of people have got vision, but without Christ at the center of your vision, it's just a great plan. I want Christ in the middle of my world in every step I take. So it's, it's interesting there because it's another command that Jesus gives and they'd caught no fish. And then Jesus says, why don't you cast your net on the other side? After they gone. And we tend to give up. We tend to quit. But he says, why don't you cast your net on the other side? And once again, they caught a huge number of fish. But once again, Peter is like launching over the side of the boat. Hardly any clothes on. Goes ashore because there's Jesus who's speaking to them. He's alive again. And Jesus has prepared a meal for them. And you know what? God has already got your life totally in control, okay? He's got it sorted. We worry about our tomorrow, but the best thing we can do is commit everything that we are to Christ and let him take charge of our lives and our future. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let me give you a couple of points on this today. And I want to sort of start with this because this is kind of important to us as a church. In Genesis chapter 28 and verse 16, it says, And Jacob awakened out of his sleep and said, Surely the Lord, I think it's over here. Yeah. Surely the Lord is in this place and I knew it not. I want to say, 
challenge you a little bit today, stretch you into the uncomfortable zone and just say, wake up. Hello? Hello. Wake up. Just say to your friend, wake up. Just tell somebody to wake up. You don't have to be a rocket scientist. Last night, Julia dared to put the news on while I was in the house, okay? I hate the news, okay? I don't know whether you meant to hate things, but that would be my most disliked moment in life. Number one, the TV is a horrible thing. Number two, anything to do with news is always the most depressing thing you could you could ever focus on, okay? So anyway, after watching that, you're like, we need to go to prayer for about a month to bring some transformation into our nation. Why do we exist as a church? And I'm reading this verse because we planted this church on that verse. Genesis 28 and verse 16 was the verse God gave us for this place Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. And it was the story about Jacob. You know, he put his head on a rock. He slept with his head on a rock. In the middle of the night, he had a vision of heaven and a ladder coming up and down to heaven. I believe this is that place in Albany City. Hallelujah. I believe this is a place where you can have a ladder extending, angels ascending and, and descending. You can get in touch with God. You can share your heart with God. You can be healed, restored, delivered, set free in Jesus' name. And our vision is that this would be a place of transformation where lives are transformed every single week with the power of a loving God. So the vision doesn't change. A lot of people, some churches get up, they preach a different vision every year. I refuse to do that. You can only have one. Wait, if we ever outlive the vision that we had when we started this place, that'll be a miracle right there, okay? Number one, it started with purchasing this building. That we've always had, this has always been part of the vision, planting churches in different places, different centers in this nation and around the world, and, uh, and, and uh, launching churches, establishing churches, which we do all the time in Vietnam. I forget how many. I think we've now planted maybe 85 churches in Vietnam. And so all of this is part of what the vision is, to extend the kingdom of God. And you know what? You can never do that alone. This is why I love it when it says they had some partners, okay? And so this vision and why I say wake up, because sometimes you can be in a church and not realize it's happening around you. And that can, you know, this, even this building, I think we purchased for 8.6 million a few years ago now. I think we owe about 2 million on it right now. And uh, so that's a vision in action right now. And I will not stop until we see the vision completed in Jesus' name. And we're committed to that. And Julia and I have been committed to that for this whole journey. And I think consistently we're doing things. Just, this is just the building-wise, okay? Because this is, and we've got nets all over the place here. There's a net here. There's a net out there. This is a net where people come into and people get transformed, gutted, scaled, <laughs> whatever else happens. <clears throat> um, Personally, I prefer it when you get that done by somebody else. So we let God do that to us. You know, that's why we have cleansing stream. Cleansing streams are part of it. This whole journey is about, it's, see, it's a journey. 
It's a journey from floating around in the, in the big bad world to coming into the net, being captured by God's incredible love. And uh, you know, when you're captured by the love, when I fell in love with Julia, that was like I was captured by her, you know? Uh, couldn't get away from it. And that's the same with the love of God. He captures you and he pulls you in and he embraces you with his love and he begins to scale you and get all the junk off your life and clean you out and get rid of all the junk in your world and cast out the demons that are stopping you from sleeping at night. And you start to have peace on the inside of your heart and you start to live this extraordinary life that is totally brand new in God. And that's really what we're talking about here today. And that's why when Jacob, see, you can be a part of it, but not even realize. Sometimes it's the people who've been around the longest. You know, you get used to having God in your place. You get used to coming to church. Oh yeah, the chairs will all be set out again. I, I, I want to do church without no chairs in the place. You all arrive here and then we like, go find your own chair. Because we kind of come expecting it to be like a comfort zone and we get used to it. I, I remember we used to come in our foyer used to be just outside these doors, just a little room outside these doors, bore the life out here. And then one night we were here and just got bored with it and there were a few people here with us. And uh, I think um, Christy was here, Alec, I think you were here. Gemma, Gemma, Gemma was here, that's right. And I said, why don't we knock a few walls out? And uh, we just got in. I remember them throwing their bodies p physically at the wall and knocked, they got so caught up in the vision. I said, let's make this room bigger. And we bowled and now you've got that beautiful cafe out there. I remember Alex damaging yourself. You'd launch yourself into the wall and hit a stud. And, uh, and uh, almost dislocated his shoulder, ended up on the ground. Then we had to pray a miracle over him to get him up again, going again. And, uh, and, but, but we blew out all the walls in that room. That's where we used to have kids' church, just this little room. And then we gradually extended, and the vision is consistently being extended. And, and the verse I want to give you on that, which is, which is very key, Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 2 says, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets so whoever runs with it and reads it, it will surely come to pass. I want to tell you, the vision only comes to pass as we write it down and get on with it. It doesn't just happen. And sometimes you can be in the journey. You can think, oh, yeah, you know, the building, like we've got this nice auditorium. No, nah, there's a ton of work to be done over here yet. We're setting up a great kids' church. We're going to set up a great playground in there. And the kids will be more excited to come here than go to school. And then we can teach them better stuff than they teach them at their schools because they're teaching them rubbish at schools and we teach them the truth, okay? And so... Part of the vision is to put a place together that can educate children at that age where they're very receptive. So people say, well, what's the vision? Well, it's never changed. That's what it's been all along, that we'd transform a generation, that we'd raise up incredible young men and women of God that'll go out and change the world, we raise up businessmen that are influential in our society and in the marketplace that we make a difference in Jesus' name. So the vision doesn't change. I think there's some things that we've struggled with. And, and if I come to my points today, which I better get on to because I see times nearly out. But number one, my first point today, we are called into the deep and out of the shallows, okay? So I'm challenging you a bit today. Let's get out of the shallows and get into the deep. And that, that could involve your credit card, your checkbook today. Well, it could involve that, oh, God, I'm going to stretch a bit today. Some of the biggest stretches Julia and I have done have resulted in the greatest miracles. 
God is no man's debtor, friend. You can never outgive God. In fact, the language of love is giving. That's the language of love. It's God's language is giving. And so give and it shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together and running over. And I believe God wants our lives to be running over. And I believe so many times we live in a limited lifestyle and we live limited because I think we fail to obey God's first promise to be a giver and to give of our resources and our abilities. And that's why we have this once a year to give you the opportunity to sow and invest in the vision of this house. It says this, they were washing their nets because they had finished. Now I don't know, there could be people here today and see it says, we've toiled all night and caught nothing. Sometimes the vision can be a bit like that. You know, I've got a huge vision for youth huge vision for youth. I get invited to speak at youth conferences all over the world, thousands of youth. Last one we were at, I think 120 youth got born again in the one conference we're at. That's my vision in my heart. We baptized 90 of them the next day, I think it was. That's my vision is to see, like there's there's this side of the house here is mostly youth. I don't know why the heck you do that. Like spread out. (laughs) Sit beside some of these more mature people and rattle them a little, okay? But, but my vision is to see this place jam-packed where you can't get a seat because so many young people are getting born again. And we need that to happen in our world right now. Now that's been a struggle of recent times. We've toiled at it, we've worked at it, just like the disciples, and it's like, don't get to the stage where you're sitting down washing your, your net. <clears throat> Dream again. Dream again, get a vision for it. Man, I've got a vision even right now to, to expand the youth, always dreaming about it and thinking about it and thinking how it can be alive with the incredible passion of the Holy Ghost. And you've got to extend yourself and we've got to do things and the stuff we're prepared and about to do in that. In fact, I, I, I'm, yeah, I won't tell you yet, but I've got some great plans in store to relaunch that whole area of young people. And there's people in the house here, like, like, see, one of the greatest youth people you could probably get in the house right now is probably Mia, because she's just born again, just born again. That's when you're most passionate. That's when you're no religion in your life. That's when you've got a bit of fire going on. The worst person you want leading youth is somebody who's religious. <laughs> That's my experience right through life, okay? When I started leading youth, I was barely born again. It was the most fiery youth in our city. James, you could fit into that category. A little bit out of control, on fire. Holy Ghost, we prophesy I'm on right now. Prophesy leadership in the Holy Ghost over young men and women. Prophesy it into being. You've got a bit of life in you and a bit of action in you. I like it. I like it. You don't fit into the mold. You've got a bit of ADHD. <laughs> Get up here and part it to a few people. It needs to happen. Anyway, it's interesting. It says they were washing their nets because they'd given up. I reckon there's people even in this church who say, oh, well, I don't know anymore. Well, I want to tell you right now, wake up. Wake the heck up. Even you're awake now, Gary. You're up there playing a guitar today. About time you woke up and got up there on stage. Um, Yeah, come on. But this is it. 
This is it. We've got to wake up and say, man, if it ain't working today, what can I do to make it work better than it does work? I want to invest in our society. There are families in our city right now who are broken to pieces. I talked to a counselor yesterday who goes and sits down with families trying to help them get over their issues. And this is what the counselor said to me. Everything I do is useless because it's, it's, it's connected to the world system. And all they need is the power of the living Christ in the middle of that family. And it'll revolutionize the whole family. Well, that's what this place is all about. People ask me what the vision is. I mean, hello. Wake up. Jacob had to be awakened to realize the Lord was in this and I knew it not. I don't want to get to the end of my life and think, man, God had all these opportunities around me and I was slacking off because I wasn't quite sure whether this was it. Mate, we've got to jump over the bar. We've got to launch out into the deep and we've got to go for it in Jesus' name. Uh, Number two, it's a platform for the kingdom. Every Vision Builders Sunday is a platform for the king. See, Jesus got into Simon, who was then a businessman, okay? So Jesus gets into Simon's boat, who was a businessman. So he used the business platform as a pulpit. Now, I love that because I believe we haven't been strategic enough in making business as a platform for the Holy Ghost to move in. And I've been involved in a few of those, but I want to tell you, Jesus called it a pulpit, got out there and preached out of the, out of the fishing boat and started to transform the world. That's what this is all about. Number three, step beyond the natural, get out into the deep. And some of us need to step beyond the natural a little bit. We need to step out and say, God, uh, I don't want to be limited any longer by my mindset or my thinking. I'm going to make a commitment today to stretch myself beyond the natural where, God, we need a miracle to survive and see you come through. I'd sooner live in the miracle zone than in the natural zone, okay? And that's why Jesus said, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Too long, some people have been tied up Lives are non-exciting and ordinary. You want your life to be incredible, incredibly vibrant and exciting? Launch out into the deep for God. Hello. My life is anything but boring. Anything. And, and, and I think, just a thought there, but I think some people think, God, if I give to you I don't know whether I'll be able to survive the next month I'm sure people think like that and I'm sure they think man I don't know whether I can afford to hey you can't afford not to his name we sing about it his name is El Shaddai the Lord will provide God is my resource nothing else on this world is my source God is my source We've got to start living like that, okay? Um, And in my conclusion today, it's interesting, isn't it, that they went out there, they were washing their nets, yet the Bible says that they fished with one net, one single net. That's why we partner today. They had to call to their friends in the other boat and say, come and help us, man, we need some partners here. We need some partners. That's why I'm inviting you today to partner with us in this vision to change New Zealand and the world. Hallelujah. Let's see. Let's have a commitment this year 
that across all the ministries that happen in this church to see a thousand souls come to Christ. Why not? Why not, man? I'd sooner they come to Christ than a thousand pouring into hell. There are people dying every day, every single day, who do not know the incredible power of God that you know, and we cannot keep it to ourselves. The Bible says we'll be held responsible for that. So they're called to their friends. And I want to just say today, the greatest thing that ever happens as a part of this is that we partner together. And I'm inviting you today to come partner with us. We need your help. We can't do this alone. We need you to help drag up the nets. We need you to help pull up the nets. We need you to help pull in the harvest, to pull in. In fact, I wish we had a big net right here and I'd get you all up here just grabbing a net and pulling on that thing because we need to get practical about the kingdom of God. And that's why I preached on evangelism last week. It requires two things. Number one, obedience. Everybody yell out obedience. obedience. So it's just God. I've heard your voice. I want to be obedient to you. And number two, action. James said, faith without works is dead. You can't just say, God, okay, I'm going to obey you. No, it takes like, let's step into the deep. Let's stop living in the shallows and step into the deep. And I believe for some of us, it's going to be a risk. I believe for some of us, it's a bit of a challenge right now. It's always been for me outside of my comfort zone. Always outside of my comfort zone. The reward, the reward is unbelievable because not only did the, the, the boat that Simon was on get a huge catch, all the other boats who came to help got a catch too. And I believe every person here, I want to prophesy over you right now at the end of my message, I'm going to make you fishers of men, I preached last week. And right now in Jesus' name, I declare over your lives that you will be the greatest fishers of men in this nation that you will have an anointing on you that will transform homes, transform lives, transform families, transform streets, and tr transform businesses in Jesus' name. So I declare that anointing over this house right now. And I pray, Lord, as we partner together today, God, and this is not like, God, we want like everybody to put in whatever. It's about, it's about all participating with what we can. So God, I pray for every person here today who is partnering with us in this great vision for the kingdom of God in our nation. I pray God's blessing over you. I pray the greatest resources over your lives. I pray right now for an open heaven and the favor of God to be seen upon you in Jesus' awesome name. And God, I thank you for a wonderful church. I thank you for those that are watching online right now that are not in the service today. And I speak God's blessing over you online. I pray that this would not be just a money thing, but that this would be a life transforming moment for you in Jesus' name, that you step out of your comfort zone, that you wake up and you experience the incredible presence of God. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We pray that you would activate something in your life and shift your life towards Jesus. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, just click follow. We love you. Have a blessed week.